317 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. So I was getting some notes earlier from segments of city government that there was a proposal coming to change the way city councilors are elected. Now, that sounds a little uh, big and, you know, major, and it is kind of, but what what Rex Rolfing and Michelle Erpenbach, but Rex Rolfing is going to propose this allegedly, and Michelle Erpenbach is, is on board, is to raise the threshold that a city council candidate, not the mayor, the city council, the eight members of the city council, when they run for election, that they would have to get 50% in the first round of the elections to avoid the runoff. Currently, that's at 34%, basically a third. And I think thinking there is that you eliminate the, the constant campaign, the, the extra campaigning that uh, generally speaking, you've, a lot of that's from districts and uh, smaller numbers of people, etc. And that's the way it was set up in the charter. Um, well, in the mayor's race, you come into the first round and there's, you know, 16 people or whatever. And then the top two vote getters, if nobody gets 50%, then there's a runoff. And that's how it's worked most of the time. Not all the time. Sometimes in the first round, there's only two people. Like in the last election, when Mike Huther defended against Greg Jameson, there was only two people in there because nobody else wanted to run. But when there's an open seat, there like there is now, we already have seven candidates, might be more. There's usually a runoff. And it's uh, interesting politics and it's fun to watch at the mayor's level. But at the council level, it's always been this 34%. And that eliminates a lot of the potential runoffs for council. And I think that's the way it should be. Um, so then there was a story. Uh, my uh, friend Joe Sneevy wrote a story today in Your Argus Leader um, that detailed some of this stuff. And it, in fact, is what it was purported to be. And uh, he, he talked to the folks. He talked to Rolfing and Michelle Erpenbach. And, and indeed, they do want to make it so that counselors have to hit 50%. And Rolfing is quoted by Mr. Sneavy saying, there's no good reason, none that I can think of, that are legitimate to not have the council races as important and meaningful as the mayor's race. That means a majority, not a plurality, which plurality is just winning by with less than 50%. The most votes, essentially. I, I just think it's, I, I don't think that statement makes any sense, to tell you the truth. There's a lot of good reasons. And the first of them is that why do we want to make that campaign longer? It doesn't make any sense to just extend the campaign if somebody doesn't get 50%. Because there's often multiple candidates, and that often means, but but the margin is usually still quite great. So somebody gets forty, and the next person gets twenty-eight. You know, that's that's generally the the range that these things fall in. There's no need for a runoff. It's they they almost are never that close. And so you have to ask yourself, and, and the other part of that statement to make council races as important and meaningful as the mayor's race. 
just because there's no runoff doesn't mean they're not important and it doesn't mean they're not meaningful. That's, it's just an absurd statement to me. And so Rolfing said later this month, uh, when there's a housekeeping ordinance to update the council stuff, he will add an amendment to do, to establish a majority requirement. And that's from, uh, Sneavy's story today. And, uh, Michelle Erpenbach has agreed to second the motion, according to Rolfing. It's, it just doesn't, it just seems to make things more complicated, um, and clutter up the runoff for the mayor's race. One of the nice things is that in most cases that the council races are done and all you have for those last three weeks. So the first round this year is April 10th or 11th. It's a Tuesday. I think it's the 10th. Then the second round is May 1st. So there's like three weeks in there for just the mayor's campaign, essentially. The other thing that I'm really concerned about is that it would essentially make it more important it would give some advantage to candidates who can raise more money. That's the way I see it. Um, because if somebody that is a, uh, grassroots candidate, we'll use that term. I think it's a bad term, but we'll use it who has fewer resources, but is able to work hard and get over 34% and wins the election that next three weeks can be uh, a big cash dump by somebody who, uh, wants to win that election. All right. And that's fine. I mean, it's it's not that that's illegal or anything, but I think it just gives more influence to money in the election. And we don't need that at the city council level. The mayor's races are going to be expensive from here on out. Just get used to that. Um, I think uh, Mike Uther spent about 200 grand of his own money last time around uh, the first time he won election. Um, And, you know, they're just getting more and more expensive. And that's just going to happen. That's sad, but it's going to happen. Let's not add that more money to the council races. It adds another layer of elections for no reason. Uh, the city clerk, according to Sneevy's story, says it'll cost $80,000 on average to have that extra round um, in, in uh, those elections. We don't need to spend that money. It's just dumb. Why would you do that? What would, would it actually change an outcome? I mean, it could. It could if there were several candidates for one seat and the two top vote-getters were fairly close. Then it might matter, but that doesn't happen. I think, and this is probably a cynical view, a cynical political view, God forbid, but it has all the appearances of a thinly-veiled barrier against the grassroots, grassroots or populist candidates. I actually, and I don't agree with Teresa Staley that often, and I don't think she has said this, directly but it feels like a response to Teresa Staley's victory and to a lesser extent maybe Greg Neitzert and Pat Starr who both would have required runoffs if in the last election and so would Teresa but she won by a fairly wide margin now I can't ascribe motive to Mr. Rolfing that is that he does not say. But if I had a cynical view of these things, that's what I would say. And that's what the worry is here, that this is in response to the fact that Teresa Staley got on the council and that she's a pain in their hinder. And sure, she is a troublemaker. There's no doubt. 
You got to get used to that. This is clearly, to me, a solution, a classic solution in search of a problem. Uh, Rolfing and Erpenbach are, are good people. They're good, good people. I like them both. But they're clearly friends of the city establishment, uh, albeit from different sides of the political spectrum. Um, I see Staley and Neitzert and Spadar, to a lesser degree, those other two, are more grassroots, but that's, that's a lot of, there's a lot of room to quibble with all that characterization. That's fine. But I, I, I just keep thinking that there's something more to this and I don't think it's good. Only Rex Rolfing and Michelle Erpenbach really know why they want to do this. And, and I, 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 I don't want to say they're not saying it because I don't know. I don't really know. This doesn't seem to make sense to me. And as this goes through, I think that you're going to see uh, a lot of discussion and, you know, hopefully uh, Councillor Rolfing will just decide that discretion is the better part of valor here and not, and not put that up for a vote. That's my bottom line on today's PNL statement. You can agree or disagree. Drop me an email at patrick at kso.com or through social media. That's P Lally show on Twitter and KSO on Facebook. I have personal accounts as well, and if you're hooked up with me, you can always message me there. But if you want to tap right into what's going on here, you want to get on the Twitter and uh, follow along as Uber producer Dan Peters uh, keeps sending out all the links and comments and things that we see. So you're going to want to do that. Coming up after the news with the aforementioned Mr. Dan Peters, the Buffalo Maiden is going to be calling in for the Weird Friends segment. Uh, from the Black Hills Bureau. And then we will talk to the National Senior Barefoot Water Ski Champion. That's Mr. Gene Burrish, if you didn't know already. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. KSOO.